You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin, and I'm Celeste. Just in a silly, goofy mood today. (laughs) It started from the moment I opened my eyes. Yes. It's just going to be a day. I can appreciate that you committed to that opening. You just went all in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can't half-ass it. (laughs) Y'all. Exactly. Perfect. Um, And we've also got Kitty at the mic today. Hey, Kitty. (laughs) She'll be joining us as well if you hear her chirps. Do you have something to say? No. Kitty. (laughs) <laughs> she does speak on command she does and she's in an attention mood so we'll see how this goes Mishka is comatose at the moment and hopefully will remain comatose he was very snuggly last night he was he's been very snuggly lately mm-hmm. um so how's it going just in a silly goofy mood yeah um I think first we need to apologize for last week's lack of an episode yeah I don't know what happened there garage band ate our episode and did not <laughs> want to give it back you know the god sometimes giveth and sometimes they take it away they're like you know what that was a shitty episode yeah just don't put it out the universe. <laughs> so i don't know maybe it did you a favor but we're yeah. back here we are <laughs> and we are sorry yes yeah. um happy almost anniversary it's true crazy to think it's been five years tomorrow yep which Since we're getting married yes our wedding anniversary yes we got married on november 12th 2016 and we've been together since april yeah it was april april of 2014 so it's a long ass time it's a long time we were a long time to be together we were i think about it now and i'm like oh my god we we were 24 we were 24 we met we were 26 when we got married yeah (laughs) (laughs) crazy yeah it's um but it's been five uh wonderful and uh wild years what's been the highlight of the five years i popcorned you there Oh, What's your God. Um, most favorite part? I think all, obviously being able to travel, mm-hmm. um, which like RIP, I miss you traveling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think traveling has been a blast and I think getting to, you know, it, it's been stressful, but like all the moves we have been through yeah. and like getting to live in new towns and experience new things together, mm-hmm. that has been um, all at the time we say we're never going to move again, but then I feel like we always just get that itch and yeah. like away we go. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Charleston is home though. I feel like, I feel like we'll always return here. Yeah. No matter what. I think, I think we've also learned though, and I'm grateful for it, that like Charleston isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's wonderful to be here and it's happy. It's, I, I think comforting to know that if we ever do leave that we know where we're going back to. Yeah. I think Charleston is forever like home. Home. Yeah. yeah. Same. I can appreciate that. I think I appreciate too that we both think of as Charleston as home when it's neither of our like home towns. Yeah. yeah, I think it's where we came like became our like true like authentic selves. Yeah, like, we could like be, our chosen you know, home. Like, came here for a fresh start, and mm-hmm. like I was me. That was like me. Yeah, like, nobody knew it wasn't like small town. Yeah, when it was like same little white cupcake <laughs> in a big city. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think too, I, at least I know for me, it was the first time that I had like come somewhere where there was a gay community because there <clears throat> was yep. none where I grew up. Um, and it was the first time that, you know, I just felt authentic and that I could explore that mm-hmm. side of myself. So could be a hoe. <laughs> well, that came a little <laughs> later, but yes. Um, no, I think it's always going to be home for us. Yeah. And, be somewhere special. Mm-hmm. I've got a popcorn for you. Oh boy. So I feel like we've been married obviously five years now. So we're not like 
spring chickens in times of like in terms of marriage. We've we've been together for a while now. Your mother's calling. It's okay. It's yeah. all right. Okay. Sorry, Mama. Mom cool. I'll be <laughs> Um what would you say, uh what piece of advice would you give newly married couples? Ooh, that is a popcorn. Because I feel like we're in the place now where we could actually do that. Um we haven't been married for a hot ten minutes. Pack your patience. I would say yep. have patience with the other person because there's always things that they're going to do that like annoy the shit out of you. But then you're like, there are things that I definitely do that annoy the shit out of you. And just be patient and like, I don't know. Yeah. And don't go to bed mad. That's a fair one. Yeah. That's I always remember one. like my grandparents saying that, like, don't ever go to bed yeah. mad at like your other half. And I feel like that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think we have a really cute, um, when we squash things. Yes. We don't like to bring up like... Things from past arguments. Mm-hmm. So when we disagree, we, you know, take our space. And then before, mm-hmm. you know, moving on, we say what we have to say. And then we do one, like put our hands in the middle. One, two, three, squash. And you can't bring it And then again. it's done. Like yeah. you have, you only squash it when you've said everything that you need to say. Yeah. And it's resolved. Yeah. And you can't like next week be like, well, last week when you did this, left your socks on the floor. You pissed me off. Because <laughs> that's already squashed. So I feel like that's a. A big one, too. Don't hold on to things. If something bothers you, say it. No, I agree. I think, too, in the one that I've um, always kind of thought of is that um, you cannot expect your partner to be telepathic. Mm-hmm. Even if you've been together, you know, we've been together upwards of almost 10 years, and I can't read your mind. So I think it's important to remember that as well as you may know your person, that at some time you do need to communicate with how you're feeling yep. or if something is bothering you, you can't expect them to simply know what it is. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's important too. Yeah. I don't know what you gift wrapped for me for our anniversary, <laughs> but your face is covered in glitter. <laughs> I'm just sparkling today. You are a Cullen. <laughs> I, I am a Cullen. I'm shining bright like a diamond it's today. It's like all on your chin, though. <laughs> like, oh, I was just rubbing my face on the gift bag, apparently. <laughs> um, no, and may I say, I was pleasantly surprised with the array of um, same-sex anniversary cards at Target. That's so weird. At Target. At Target. I, and I also have to say, I am very surprised that I even found a same-sex card at, at Publix. Yeah. <laughs> that I am, like, shocked as well. It's because cute, too, yeah. And mine's really cute, too. And I was just like, it's nice to not have to scratch off husband and, like, write in wife. <laughs> and, like, make hair on the, you know, draw, like, Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be able to just have a card Heck that yeah. fits. That's sweet. I agree. So that was good. I'm excited. I'm excited to give it to you. I know. So every year we try to do, like, every year has a... Like a theme, like, like a gift theme. Yeah, like if you Google it, you'll find this. Yeah. There's like, one was paper, I remember that. And there's like iron. Yeah, and this, then the longer you're married, it gets expensive. It's like diamonds. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, so this year was wood. Yes. So I'm very interested to see. I obviously know we both went yeah. with that theme, so. I think you're going to like it. I like tried to think of something that's like meaningful and kind of cute all wrapped into one. Yep. So we'll see what it is, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what it is. Yep, yeah, me too. Yeah. And also, I think um important to note that we're actually recording this during a weekday. <laughs> well, it's a long weekend. It's Happy Veterans Day. Yes. Thanks to everybody in the military that is served or currently serving. Yeah, wanted to say that too. Um, um, mm-hmm. So we, I took today off. I had to work, but mm-hmm. I said, nah, to not prepare today. the others for my PTO. <laughs> I'm taking today off. Yes. Um, so we could have a nice long weekend together. And yeah. Everyone's like, what are you guys doing? What are your plans? And I'm like, I kind of love that we just 
do are just going <laughs> to, well, uh, just do whatever we want. Like, we don't have anything specific planned. Yeah. I think, I think I still have PTSD from um, the wedding when, like, every hour of that day was, and this day, too, because we were doing the rehearsal dinner today, and that was crazy as well. Like, when you get married, if you have not been married before, the, like, week of the wedding is insane. And I mean insane. Oh, yeah. And, like, every freaking hour is, like, scheduled for something to do. And I remember I was so stressed out because we left the day after to go on our honeymoon. We went to Spain, which looking back, I probably would have scheduled that maybe a day or two after. (laughs) Wasn't quite thinking that one through. We were really excited. Well, and I think it would have worked out better. Let's just rewind a little bit because we did plan it that we were leaving later in the day. Remember? And then... What was it, American Airlines? I think it was American, yeah. That they were like, surprise, like your flight leaves at like 5, 5 a.m. And the day after your wedding is definitely not the time you want to have a 5 a.m. flight. No, I remember because like we obviously had our hair done. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we both had extensions in our hair. Yep. So our, my hair was wicked, wicked long. And it looked nice. Like they had curled it, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not even going to wash my hair. I'm just going to bed. And then the next day we were going through the airport at 5 a.m. And the girl's like, your hair looks beautiful. Like, how did you do it so early? I'm like, oh, I got married yesterday and I washed my hair like, Here it is. I just remember going back to our hotel room and um, I showered that night because I just felt like absolutely disgusting. I think I showered. I just think I didn't wash my hair. Well, I washed my hair. And yeah. I just remember oh my God. there were probably at least a hundred bobby pins in yeah. my hair. And that's yep. a lot of bobby pins. It was between the hairspray, the bobby pins. <clears throat> it, it was an experience for sure. I just asked mama Gould if everything was okay. And she said, yes, had a non-emergency question, sent it to Celeste text. No hurry. Oh, I see, what, see what the question is. I didn't get that. <laughs> oh, I did. I just didn't see it. Was no, sure. I think, you know, the excitement building up to our wedding was a lot of fun. And, mm. oh, it's a question about a, a Christmas gift. We can talk about it after. Oh, Yes. Okay. She's just on her bullshit. Got it. Um, I'm sorry. Say that again. Like the events leading up to it, like the excitement leading up to oh, the wedding was oh like, my God. it was like it was stressful like, and then mm-hmm. exciting at the same time. And then I remember just the day of like, cause we got married at like, what was it? Four, four or five. Yeah. In the, in the afternoon. afternoon. <clears throat> yeah. And I remember that day kind of just like going by so quickly. And then I remember Kayla, our wedding coordinator. Who was the bomb. Yep. She came into my room and she's like, okay. Cause I walked down the aisle first yep. and then you came after. Yep. She's like, okay, like we have to go. And I was like, I got to pee. And then I went and I tried to pee, which is not easy. I was like standing It's not up. easy in a wedding dress. And then I was like, he was like, we really have to go. And I was like, well, I got to hold it for the rest of the night. <laughs> it's true. And I did, like, I didn't have to pee at all that night. It was quite nope. weird. It was kind of I think weird. it was the adrenaline just yeah. like made that urge go away. Good, but no, it was fun. It was fun. It went by really quick. And my one piece of advice for people getting married is, when you're, you know, setting up with your caterer or your planner or whoever, make sure you have someone that like ensures that you get to sit down and eat. Yeah. Because if you do not actively have someone like shooing people away from you, like you won't, you, you won't, won't eat. Yeah. And that's what's hard. You know, we had a decent sized wedding and I feel like you had said it the other night, like a nice intimate wedding would have been mm-hmm. like, not that the big wedding wasn't nice, but no. It was really hard to talk to everybody and get, like... Spend time with yeah. people because you're just moving around so Everyone frequently. wants to talk. Everyone wants to, like, have a conversation. You're just like, okay, okay. okay. And between photos and, you know, yeah. everything else you do, like, it just... It's a whirlwind. It's it's truly exhausting. It really is. Can we also say that I picked out the tuxedos for the boys. You and did. they were stellar. You did. You picked out Getting some. my dad in a bow tie was, like, my greatest accomplishment <laughs> of my life. <laughs> That, yeah, I was very proud of him because he is not a bow tie no. tech at all. Nope. 
of course, my dad strutted out in his and was like, I look like James Bond. <laughs> I was like, Your okay. dad looked very handsome. He does look good in a tux. He I'll does give him look that. very good in a tux. He's like, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. Hard to believe five years. Yeah. Who knows where we'll high be in five. five more. I love our high five. Um, Hand hugs. Well, our wedding photo where we're high fiving like after oh. we got married. That was when we were thanking God that we had survived it and we weren't against it. But I thought I was going to like pass out like mm-hmm. at the, we didn't have an altar, did we? No. Yeah, so it was just like. We flowers. had like two big flower planters on either like yeah. side of us. I just was like bend my knees, like, move around. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I pass out, like I'm never going to live this now. <laughs> With all of my family and friends watching, they're going to be like, there's Thurlow. <laughs> she gone. Yep. No, it was, um, it was a wild day. It was a good day and it's hard to believe. Yeah. Good job. So, yeah. I think that's about all. Today, for the rest of this episode, you're going to be called the Glitter Ghoul. (laughs) The Glitter Ghoul. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Well, you want to get started? I think it's going to be a shorter episode just because... It's been a week. Yep. And I would rather celebrate our anniversary. Fair enough. I agree. Not that this isn't important and fun, but let's be real. (laughs) Fair enough. We can... um, It may be a little shorter, so we apologize if it is. But we talk a lot, so you never know. We've been talking. We've been talking. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yes. Do you want me to start? Uh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I guess we kind of just did a grab bag. I don't know Yeah. we really had a theme. No. I have no idea what you're doing, and I don't think you have any idea what I'm doing. So. I don't. So it's just, we're going to roll with it today. Okay. It's going to be... Just a random, yeah. fun little episode. Yes. All right. Um, so I'm going to travel. Okay. So am I. So that works out nicely. Sweet. We're going to go far. Um, we're going to go to Luang Siu. And that is in Samarang, Indonesia. Ooh. Have you ever been to Indonesia? Mm-mm. I'd like to go. Yeah, looks beautiful. It does. Dr. Doolittle went there often. Oh, okay. And said it was, like, pretty amazing. But I'm apparently, sure. like, flying in, there's so much, like, trash and plastic in the ocean. Oh. Like, you can, like, see it's, like, terrible. That's so disheartening. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. So this is a big castle-type building. Well, there's actually four buildings, okay? But it looks like one giant building. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you confused? I'm I'm following. Okay. It looks like one, but there's four. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But it's called Luang Siu. Okay. Um, it was built as the headquarters of the Dutch East Indies Railway Company. Okay. Um, and Luang Siu, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it literally translates to a thousand doors. Okay. Um, it has lots of lots of doors, mm-hmm. um, but all the windows are shaped in like an arch way. So they look like doors as well, oh, okay. um, but they're actually windows. Um, and there's over 600 of these windows. That's a lot of window cleaning. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of windex. That's a lot of windex. <laughs> that's a lot of windex. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where the name came from. Okay. The thousand doors. Sure. Um, so a lot of the windows are actually stained glass, which I love stained glass. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, and in between all these buildings, there's this one large, like, grand staircase. Okay. Um, it was designed by a man named Cosmin Citrion, and it was in the New Indies style. Mm. If you Google it, it's, it's quite beautiful. Okay. Um, a little bit creepy looking, but, well, that's, that's why we're here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, and it was built in 1904. Okay. Um, but it did take a while to finish. Um, it wasn't completed until 1919. Mm. Um, hi, Kitty. Do yeah. you have something to say? Um, so this building was invaded by, um, the Japanese in 1942, um, during a battle called the battle of Samurang. Um, and the Japanese army took over these four buildings and turned it into, um, 
a dungeon and a torture chamber. Hmm. So we're just going to get right into it. All here. right, great. I see where this is going. Um, so, um, trigger warning, this is a little bit graphic. Okay. Um, they would execute many, um, like, prisoners of war mm-hmm. um, and just the people of Indonesia. If you were just caught roaming around, they were going to take you, put yeah. you in one of these dungeons, and most likely you were going to, die. Going to be executed. Mm-hmm. Um, they would torture you and Mm. there were beams um hang like on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and they would uh hang you from them um Mm. and tie you up and torture you from them Um, these beams will become of more importance in a little bit okay um and there was this tiny room that it says it could fit six people in it but it seemed like they were like Uh, crowding people in in there yeah um, and they would slowly fill the room with water. Oh, God. And most likely you would drown. Um, there were a few instances where people did survive. And if you did survive, you were beheaded. Oh, jeez. Um, just not a place you want to end up. Nope. Um, I can see why it was called the bloody battle. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just gross. Um, so after the war, and then, it, like, the Japanese left mm-hmm. right and the building stayed empty okay. after that um kind of falling into ruin yeah for many many years up until 1992 okay <clears throat> it was declared a cultural property of indonesia okay. um they have started slowly restoring it but even now it's not fully restored it's still pretty dilapidated yep um but it's there are tours and people that have walked through it but it's not like a like operational tour so it's kind of Sight. like under the table, like yeah. tours. Okay. Yeah. So there have been investigations and tours that have happened through the buildings, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're not, it's not like bulldog tours. It, right. It's like coming through. Not like a commercialized. Right. Okay. Um, and it's kind of been coined one of the, one of, if not the most haunted place in all of Indonesia. Mm. Um, people have reported seeing like apparitions of bodies hanging from the pipes. Oh, yep. man. Um, and having no kind of idea what happened or what before. took place there right sure um they have um heard lots of like cries and screaming mm. and most of it comes from the basement where the torture chamber and the dungeon <clears throat> sorry there's a frog in there <laughs> um obviously were mm-hmm. um, one person had reported a feeling of drowning mm. um Oof. in the basement again having no idea what yeah. happened before just kind of going in blindly that's a major fear of mine <clears throat> drowning yes me too um i also have a fear and like i don't know why that like i don't mind swimming in pools and like i'll like kind of wade into like the ocean but um like the fear of like really deep bodies of water always kind of like that unsettles me a little bit but you're fine on a cruise yeah, like swimming in it. Oh, swimming. Like, swimming. I don't yeah, mind being on yeah, a cruise yeah. ship, but like swimming like out in the open water, mm-hmm. like you don't know how deep it is. Yeah. I, don't I think like there's a name for that phobia, but um, I do not. Tra- 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 starts with a T. I think it's like thassalophobia. Thassel- I got it. So, yeah, you're I'm close. A, I'm a good <clears throat> Yeah, I've seen him on TikTok before. And it's yeah, like, so you, I'm like, mm-mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. That's fine. Um, a lot of people were just refused to go in this building too. Like mm-hmm. they just get there and they're like, Mm-mm, yeah, it's nope. the lasso phobia. The lasso phobia. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, I don't like that either. I'll swim in. I like swimming in like a pool. I'm fine with a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I won't wade deep into the ocean. Mm-mm. No, I'm afraid of like being like, like riptide or like, like swept out. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that, and especially here, that is a very yeah. big 
uh, risk. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is Luang Siu. Dang. Yeah. That one, I've not heard of that one before, so that is interesting. Yeah. It's gross and... I just don't like murder. So sad. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of unfortunate things. I happened. literally could not murder someone unless it was like life or death. You know what I'm saying? Like if my life was like being threatened and that was my only way right. to escape and that... Like out of self-defense. Right. Yeah. But I could just like, oh, you're from Indonesia, like... I or from it. Yeah, I don't understand how humans inflict that kind of pain and death upon other humans right. simply for one reason or the other. And unfortunately, it's a pattern mm-hmm. that has repeated itself throughout history. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, all right. Uh, you ready for mine? Yes. Well, we're going to stay international. Um, and okay. I we are going to the UK for this one. Okay. Because no one loves a haunted castle more than I do. Our favorite UK boo, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't heard from him in a while. Jason, where are you at? You still out there? Yeah, where, where'd you go? I know. If you've been to either of these places or, you know, perhaps live in that area, do let us know because I find this fascinating okay. and it just makes me want to go back to the UK so bad. Yeah. One day. One day. Um, so I actually saw this one on the Today Show on Halloween and it kind of inspired mm-hmm. me to research it because I know I've heard of it and I'm pretty sure, like, um, ghost hunters have been there before, mm-hmm. um, but I thought I would look into it. So okay. I am talking about Chillingham Castle. Okay. And this is located in Alnwick, Northumberland, UK. Okay. And it's touted as being Britain's most haunted castle. Okay. So big name to live up to, right? Um, so currently it's owned by a man named Sir Humphrey Wakefield. And may I just say, too, I love how uh, the British do, like, knighting because I think mm-hmm. you have to be knighted to be called Sir, correct? Okay. Or like I think it's a think so too. some sort of a, a title attachment. And I love like because um, I always wondered for women, like can women be knighted? Does that how does that work? But it's um, you're a dame. Like, uh-huh. do you know the actress Judy Dench? No, she's British. Her formal title I think is Dame Judy Dench. So I think it's the equivalent it's to being badass. a knight. Yeah, I know. I love that. I wish we had things like that over here. Right? <laughs> we don't. You could be dame. According to Starbucks, your name is Chilless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, I don't know. Your I've name. I've given up. I feel like growing up, it was spelling my name all the time. And mm-hmm. Just always was an issue with my name. Now as an adult, I feel like that's kind of gone away. Yeah. Your name has become like the problem name. It always has been. And I mean, she got it. The majority of it is correct, which I can appreciate because usually it just comes out as Chelsea. Which yeah. To this day, confuses me because there is no H sound in my name. Yeah. So, last, it's very easy to pronounce. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know. It just, it bothers me. But yeah, that's okay. Thanks, Mama Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she got it right with me because she never wanted to give us names that could be shortened to nicknames. For some reason, my mother hates nicknames. Yeah, I was going to say, she does, we call it like Gabby Ghoul, Gabby. Well, she messed they, that one up majorly. <laughs> definitely. Like Gabrielle. She, they always call her Gabrielle. Yeah. My mother will never call her Gabby. It's always Gabrielle. Gabrielle, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, I suppose. Gabriel. Gabriel, as she always gets <laughs> called. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's see here. Back to Chillingham. Sorry. Yes. No, no, it's okay. It was built in the 12th century originally as a monastery and it's remained. Now I could not figure this out. So I read that it's remained within the Gray family since 1246. However, it's owned obviously by a Wakefield today. So I'm not honestly quite sure how those families connect. If they are connected to one another, if they're two separate family lines, 
I don't know. In England, it seems that like family, like bloodlines just span on and on and yeah. on. Because I mean, 1246, the U.S. wasn't even thought of. Right. Um, so it is a place that many famous monarchs through history have visited. Um, King Edward I, for example, uh, visited Chillingham on his way to meet William Wallace. And if you recognize that name a little bit, that is who Mel Gibson portrayed in Braveheart. Okay. That was William Wallace. Um, King Henry I also visited, as well as James I. And to this day, members of the royal family still make private visits to the castle. Um, So let's see. The castle became a fully fortified fortress in 1344, complete with dungeons and torture chambers. Um, And this was a word that I've not heard before. Um, They were given the ability to crenellate. Have you ever heard that word? Mm -mm. I haven't. And I looked it up, and crenellate is um, to fortify or to make fortifications to. Okay. So if you need an SAT word, that is a there great it is, SAT crenellate. Um, throughout the years, obviously, there have been many wars um, throughout the UK, and it suffered uh, numerous kind of damages through the centuries. Um, for example, it was heavily damaged during the pilgrimage of grace. And if you didn't know what this was, and I didn't, it was a series of rebellions in Lincolnshire and Yorkshire in 1536 over King Henry VIII's change in religious policy and dissolution of monasteries. And this is an area of history that I absolutely love, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a soapbox here for a hot minute. Hit me. So um, what do you think of when you think of Henry VIII? Does that name ring any bells? He had a lot of wives. A lot of wives. A lot of them end up dead. Yeah. Not many survived. Ironically, my family is very distantly related to... Jane Seymour, who was one of his wives that actually did survive, but she died in childbirth. So this was a big deal because Henry VIII was a big old, you know, horn dog, horn dog. Yeah. Even call it. Yeah. And he was married <laughs> to a woman named Catherine of Aragon, who was a Spanish princess. Uh-huh. However, his little uh, fuck boy ways were not gone from him. <laughs> and he caught the eye of Anne Boleyn, who came from the Boleyn family, which was a very powerful family. And obviously was trying to find a way to kind of weasel their way into the monarchy and get more power. That's kind of what families did back in the day. Mm -hmm. So um, he decided he was done with Catherine of Aragon because she couldn't uh, bear a male heir to the throne, which was needed at the time. So he kind of decided, well, I don't really want to be married to you no more. But unfortunately, um, England at the time was Catholic. And a Catholic, no, no, as I understand it, is divorce. Right. So... In uh, the most fuckery, like, fuckboy act of the century, (laughs) Henry just decides to change the religion of England altogether to the Church of England, which is Protestant, so that he could dissolve his marriage from Catherine to Mary Anne Boleyn. And this was a big damn deal because... Um, from what I understand, Catherine of Aragon was very beloved by the people of England, and Anne Boleyn was kind of thought of as a side chick. Now, I'm not saying that she was. There's actually been a lot of research that says Anne, uh, you know, Anne Boleyn was not necessarily the side chick she has mm-hmm. been made out to be. But this is what all of these riots were over. People were very unhappy with yeah. this change. So, just to put that in perspective. Got it. Yeah. Um, kind of so, reminds me a little bit, very briefly, of um, like Princess Diana. A little bit, like a yeah. Little bit, kind of that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting if you look back through history, there's these patterns that mm-hmm. tend to like recur and recur. I find, I think that's why English history is so interesting to yeah. me. Um, and if you ever want to hear more about that, you just hit me up, people, because I'm happy Celeste to. Celeste is just a fun little 
pint-sized bag of knowledge <laughs> when it comes to like history. It's, we could do like mini like history minis with Celeste oh, <laughs> where I talk about weird like, history you stuff. Should. That'd be good. Let us know if you want that. I could do that. And then you could come see me and we can talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little of everything on this show. You get ghosts, you get history, you get football. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, you get fuckery. <laughs> and you just get banter and, and fuckery as usual. Yeah. All right. So, uh, going back to Chillingham, it was renovated many times during the Tudor and Stuart times, which are different families coming into power throughout history. Okay. Um, the 600-acre property around the castle is also home to wild white cattle who've lived there since the castle was first built. Um, and they know that because a park wall on the property they have dated back to 1220. And at the beginning, obviously, cattle were hunted for food, but today they're actually legally protected and they roam freely around the property. So that's nice. Right, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, just like a lot of Dennis the dogs <laughs> roaming about. Hello. <laughs> pretty much. They're pretty cute, too, if you Google it. What are they called? Uh, white. Wild white cattle. If you Google that in Chillingham, it should pop up. Um, so it's also important to note that the castle's location was really strategic as it was along the Northumberland's border and was often attacked during war times, hence all the damage. No, they are cute. Aren't they? <laughs> they just want to pet one. Yep. Um, and Wakefield's family has lived in Chillingham and with their, within their land around the Lake District for over 400 years, which I oh, found wow. crazy. Also, um, if you have not seen the Lake District before or Googled pictures of that, it is gorgeous. It is high up on my list to visit. Okay. Beautiful area. So let's get to the ghost. Okay. Because with all that history, there's got to be something going on. Uh-huh. So this comes from a book that's called Haunted Castles of Britain and Ireland by Richard Jones, if you want to read more about this. Um, there is one apparition within the castle called the Radiant Boy, and it's a child's ghost that is see- said to be seen in the pink room, and around midnight, visitors have reported hearing, like, a child crying. Ooh. Um, they would also report seeing a bright light in the pink room after these cries and then the vision of a boy in blue clothing to follow. So it's kind of interesting because in investigating the castle, the bones of a child were actually found behind a wall. Mm. And when they were buried with a proper, you know, Christian funeral, um, the apparition has not been seen since. So mm. the proper burial seemed to stop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also there is another apparition who is thought to be Lady Berkeley. She was the wife of Lord Grey and Lord Grey was also a fuck boy because he left her for her own sister, Lady Henrietta. And I said, Lady Henrietta, what you doing? That's rude. So Lady B was off, you know, clearly left alone in the castle and left to raise their child by herself. And it said that the sound of her dress dragging along the floors of the castle is heard Mm -hmm. frequently when visitors are coming through. Interesting. Yeah. So I kind of creepy. It is. Um, and then a final one, which if I were a ghost, this would be my, this would be where I would be. The white pantry ghost. <laughs> if I'm going to be a ghost anywhere, it's going to be in the, some snacks. It's going to be in the pantry. <laughs> um, so a figure is often seen in the inner pantry of the castle. Um, and it's appeared to multiple people, but you have to realize during the day I read that um, the inner pantry was where the like castles, like silver and really kind of precious metal, okay. like, any, I would imagine, like, cutlery that's really expensive would mm-hmm. be put there. And they would actually lock a, like, servant in there to guard all this, these valuables at night. Jeez. And apparently the white pantry ghost appeared to a footman who had been locked in the pantry and literally thought someone had been locked in with him, um, only to find that it was a ghost. Ooh. So no thank you to that. Yeah, not, I don't want to be locked in with one. Yeah. So that is Chillingham. I like that. Definitely on my list to visit. It's chilling. Chilling. It's a perfect name. <laughs> it is. Yes. Good one. Yeah. I like that. 
Ready? Yes. Okay. This one's a little bit shorter, um, okay. but a little bit creepier. Okay. Um, this is Ala de las Muñecas, mm-hmm. um, which, practicing my Spanish, yep. um, is the island of the dolls. Um, yeah, it doesn't get better. Yeah. Um, so this is just a small little island um, south of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, the longtime island caretaker named Don Julian Santana Barrera. Okay. Very... Mm-hmm. Uh, Spanish. <laughs> yes. Um, he had been just kind of combing the island and had found a little girl that was almost drowned in mm-hmm. one of the canals. Um, he tried to save her, um, but ultimately could not. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty devastated about it. Um, nobody knew who she was or where she came from. Nobody had yeah no. claimed of missing you know a, a, a child. Yeah. Um, so you know they didn't really know. What who happened, she was, who she or, was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not long after finding the little girl, he had found a doll floating in the water um, mm-hmm. near where he had found her. Okay. Um, so he kind of just assumed that it was like her belonged doll. to her. Yeah. Um, so out of his way of showing respect to the little girl, he put it up in a tree. Okay. Um, kind of days went on and he said that he felt like he was being haunted or possessed um, by the little girl. Like her spirit. Mm, okay. um, so this kind of started upsetting him. Um, so what he thought would be best was to collect dolls and hang them from the trees um, to try to make her happy. The more okay. dolls she had to play with, the better. Okay. Kind of like offerings. Yes. Okay. Um, not long after kind of this collection Began. started, mm-hmm. um, he realized that it wasn't him that was being haunted or possessed. It was all of the dolls. Mm. Um, they would be moved to different places. Mm-mm. The eyes would follow him. The heads would given turn. giving me my American Girl vibe story, yeah. and that ain't happening. Nope. I'm not mm-mm, having that. Um, so it kind of, he just kept collecting them. Even you know, Once the heads started turning, I'd be like, I'm not collecting anymore. I don't know what to do about that, yeah. Um, he was the caretaker for over 50 years, wow. and he collected dolls for 50 years. This island is... Of them. Covered. Like there are walls of just Ooh, I don't, mm. like doll heads, doll just yeah. they're kind of like dismembered because they're over 50 years. Well, like, sure. There's some time. are missing arms, some are missing legs. So it's very creepy looking. I imagine that's unsettling. Um, yes. Um, so like I said, 50 years of this, and it wasn't until 2001 um, that Don passed away um, and they found him. Drown Oof. in the same spot he had found the little girl. How very like full circle yeah. is that? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now it said that he haunts the island as mm-hmm. well. And you can go out there. Mm-hmm. Google pictures of it. Yeah. It's Isla de las Muñecas. Yes. Creepy, creepy, creepy. It I'm kind of pass on that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little odd. Um, I don't know. It just kind of gives me weird because, like, where did the little girl come from, right? We don't mm-hmm. know. Not saying this guy could have been the nicest guy in the entire world. And so this is just coming out of my head. Like, did he kill her? It's hard to know. Because, like, like, is it a revenge? Right. Like, curse? he died the same way in the same spot. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I have not read much about it. So I. I there was know. no speaking of that. This so feels that, very, like, urban legendy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There but, was no. I'm not. Saying he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, of course. That's that's really interesting. And like dolls, it just 
mm, I don't know what it is about dolls that scare the hell out of me, but they do. And they're creepy. It is. And we've talked about this many times <laughs> before. What? I keep, I've got a story about a doll after. Okay. Um, we have talked about this many times before, but there's this concept called the uncanny Valley. And it's the reason why we don't as humans generally like dolls because they look sort of human, but mm-hmm. they're characteristics that throw us off. And for some reason that sets off kind of a fear response. But the scarier part about that to me is that it's thought to be evolutionary. So what the hell at some point did a caveman see that looked like a human, but wasn't a human and was enough to trigger a fear response that we still have to this day. Aliens. That is freaking. Yeah, exactly. That is freaking terrifying. Aliens. Yeah. It very, that's a good point. It could very well be aliens. Yeah, shapeshifters. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> Skinwalker, shapeshifter. No, thank uh, you. Uh, uh. I'm not having that. There also is a doll that Celeste does not like. Um, that was that doll is in a box somewhere. <laughs> I want it. A, no, I, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> My great grandmother um, lived for. I mean, I think she's only been passed away. I think six years this year. Yeah, she was ninety five. So I had a great grandmother for most of. I mean, all of my childhood. Your adult life. A lot of my adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, She had this doll that she had gotten when she was very, very young. Mm -hmm. And she had decided to cut all of her hair off. So she has like a buzz cut. Yeah. And the eyes are like supposed to move or open and close. And this doll has seen a few years. It's a lot of years of like being played with. Yeah. Creepy, scary. It is a very creepy looking doll. It definitely is a creepy looking doll. Um, and my mother <laughs> knew that Celeste hated it. And one night <laughs> we were getting ready for bed, and Celeste pulls down the covers and to get into is. bed. <laughs> my mom had stuck it and in there's bed. There's <laughs> the little bride of Chucky laying right there in the bed for me. That was funny. <laughs> oh, I hate that doll. It's pretty creepy. It is. I don't yeah. know. No, my gusta. No, my gusta. Not a fan, but that's my doll story. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. All right. Last one. Ready for my last one? Yeah. This oh. is going to be a perfect episode. Yeah, we're doing fine. Look at us go. We just talk a lot. It's great. Um, so we're staying with the castle theme on my end. Okay. Um, actually in the same area, still in Northumberland, uh, United Kingdom. We're talking now about Alnwick Castle. Okay. So this castle has been the home of the Percy family for over 700 years. Wow. Which I find is nuts. Mm-hmm. And documentation of the family's presence began in 1309. Okay. So, currently, the 12th Duke and Duchess use the property as their family home. Um, And it's used for a lot of different things, but it is still partly the private home of this family line. Um, So, you've actually probably seen Alnwick Castle without realizing that you have. Um, The castle was actually used as a filming location for the first Harry Potter, two Harry Potter movies. I think it just went everywhere for those movies. It really did. That's one of my dreams is to, like, go to all the filming locations and ride the train in Scotland. That is the Hogwarts Express. That's always been a goal of mine. Um, So if you've seen the movies, uh, in the first movie, when they are learning to ride broomsticks, that courtyard is at um, Alnwick Castle. And it's also used in the scene where Harry is learning about Quidditch and, like, how the game is played. Mm -hmm. Um, All of that was filmed there. Um, if you were a Downton Abbey fan, it was also filmed at Alnwick, which everyone tried to get me to watch that show. I've just never, I never could get into it. It's a period drama, so you you would, never, you would not have no. it, but I don't know. I just couldn't, but people are obsessed with it. Um, all right. So the castle was originally purchased in 1309 by Henry Percy. And over 40 years, um, he and his son made multiple renovations to the, the castle and the property. Um, it continued through the cycle of renovations until the 40s. 
1940s when Hugh Percy became the Duke, and he realized that there were large sections of the castle that were going unused. Um, and he sought to make sure that, you know, whether it was to better the community, that, you know, this castle got used one way or the other. Um, so it actually ended up being converted to the Alnwick Teacher Training College. In the 1981, students from St. Cloud State University in Minnesota began training at the school, and the program actually still runs in parts of the castle today. Okay. My guess is it's like a kind of study abroad slash yeah. teacher training program. Um, and as I said, the Percy family still resides in parts of the castle, which That's is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine you've got a castle. like Yeah. Just a whole ass castle. Seymour Castle. I know. Oh, this is... Man. Jeff. We need a castle. <laughs> How dare you not be born from royalty? <laughs> um, of course, there are always hauntings that go along with castles, yes. as we have seen. Um, so this is an interesting story called the Alnwick Vampire. Ooh. And there's kind of different versions of this. Um, and in, what I read was that an employee who worked for the Lord of the Castle was rumored to rise from the dead at night and prey on those in the nearby town. It said he... Um, thought his wife was having an affair and while trying to spy on her from like somewhere outside of the castle building, he fell to his death. But apparently he wasn't quite dead because he would get up at night and go ransack the town and terrorize people. Um, They also blamed it on a plague that started within the village and they called this man a vampire Um, and they got sick of it finally and ended up disinterring his body, removing him from the castle and burning him until he was ash. And this is how the nickname, the Alnwick Vampire, came around. It's interesting, too, in descriptions of these attacks, it's also the first time in history that we see the term bloodsucker used to describe a vampire. And as we know, that has evolved heavily and is now um, the term bloodsucker is really kind of um, culturally mm-hmm. a term that we hear a lot when we talk about like vampires and yeah. stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Another ghost that is seen in the castle is also the Grey Lady. She's often seen wandering through the castle's underground tunnel system. Mm-hmm. It's thought that she was a maid in the castle during the Victorian era. And this is a sad story, but legend says that she fell down like a dumbwaiter chute mm-hmm. and was crushed to death when food and supplies were lowered down on top of her without knowing. So mm-hmm. she is said to be seen frequenting down there. Right. So, yeah. Both of these are on my list, though, to see. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I love me a haunted castle. Have I ever been into a castle? If I did, it would be with you, so. Um, we've been to palaces, like, we've, we've been to Russia, and um, obviously, I don't know if a palace and a castle are necessarily the same thing. These look different from yeah. what we saw, but I don't know. We'll have to add that to your bucket list. Gotta add it. Gotta go see a castle. Gotta be, yep. Cool. Good episode. I, I like that. a good one. I like that, too. You know, we forgot about talking about dolls. Um, Jerry, our doll head, mm-hmm. winter. Yes, but he's kind of cute, though. I don't mind him. He's pretty creepy. He's pretty creepy, and Jerry has been around the block a few times. Jerry started in Massachusetts, and he made the move. Fun fact: when you move, um, like with a moving company, at least the one that we use, we've used, yeah, um, they will not ship live plants. Yeah. So we have little tiny baby Jerry, mm-hmm. and they would not obviously pack him. Yes. Um. So we had to bring him. So he rode on the dashboard from Massachusetts to Charleston. He did. He took a few tumbles, but he made it in he one piece. He did take a few tumbles. Um, that was our adventure. We posted that on Instagram. As we were moving. Yep. That was fun. It was the adventures of Jerry. Look yeah, at him. Yeah. He's cute. And he's doing great. Living yeah. his best life now. He is living his best life. Right in the sun. Yeah. Cool. All right. 
Well, come visit me on Facebook. I've got a quite a bit of action going on on Facebook. Yeah. I've got a lot of likes and um, yeah. lots of pictures of um, fur babies. Good fur babies. And human babies. <laughs> Just all the babies. <laughs> Anything I can coo at. It's <laughs> cute. Send it along. Yes. Yes, go see Caitlin on Facebook. Um, you can come see us on Instagram. We've gotten a few messages there as yep. well. Um, always feel free to message us. People, for some, I mean, I guess I can understand why, are always amazed when we respond. And it may take us a little bit because we're kind of, you know, we get busy or we forget, honestly, yeah. sometimes. I read but it and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I have this thing where I respond in my brain and I never actually type it out. Yeah. I'm really bad about we'll that. We'll always respond. Yeah, we will. So always feel free to message us. We love hearing from y'all. Um, you can find that at Ghoul Friends Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. You can visit us on the TikTok at Ghoul Friends Podcast. And if you want to send in a listener story, which it's kind of dried up, so send in those listener stories so yeah. we can do another episode. We love them. Yep. You can do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to get yourself some spooky merch, which makes the best Christmas gifts, in my opinion, you can do that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. Love right. it. Love it indeed. All right. Well, for now, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. Happy Veterans Day to all the service members, and thank you for everything that you do. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your girlfriends. Happy anniversary, Blair Gold.